Danny Blanco, my man, how you doing? Your dreams have now been fulfilled. You are rocking with the best. Sir Danny Blanco alongside Randy J. Cruz. It's in the game podcast. Thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in. And you can follow my man, Danny Blanco, as always, on social media, Twitter, IG, X, whatever you want to call it, as Sir Danny Blanco, myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z, on X, Twitter, uh, IG, TikTok, all that good stuff. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music and YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, also on TikTok at It's In The Game Pod. Go ahead, download, rate, comment. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support for you boys here on the program. Danny Blanco, we're taping this on November 9th, 2023. Um, if you are a hip hop head like I am and you are, uh, you would know today is a, is a monumental anniversary 30 years that both Midnight Marauders, Tribe Cold Quest, and 36 Chambers by the Wu Tang Clan came out on the very, very same day. Very rare. That you get two hip hop classics coming out on the same day. Uh, the only one I remember is also in '98. You had like a Jay Z album, a Quemina, you had Black Star. Um, that's probably the only two days I recall that have been monumental classics. But um, we got a Curtis and uh, or graduation, Big Kanye, Curtis and graduation. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't. People don't look at Curtis as a as a classic like That's that. Right. As compared to graduate, it was it was a battle to see who was gonna buy more, uh, more albums. But it ain't Marauders, it ain't Thirty Six Chambers, no. it ain't Hard Like Life and Equemini and Black no. Star and all that. So, no. um, thirty years, man. I, I think um, it's kind of it's difficult to start because I do remember having both albums. I think it's on. It was a cassette, or vinyl, CD, one of one of them joints. Um, mm-hmm. But I always Marauders is tough. It's a great album for me as a Tribe fan. I always liked Low End Theory just a little bit more than Marauders. And again, it, it's no wrong answer. You can go either way. It's still a classic, no matter how you slice it. Um, but just the beast, the production, and I just. You know, seeing Tribe coming into their own in in '93 as like this the quintessential album. Um, it's like putting their first two two albums together, and you get this masterpiece in Marauders. Uh, Wu Tang Clan. It was just like who are these nine guys coming together with this raw hip hop that you, we've never heard before. The production was grimy and, and, and low, kind of low production, but it was like, you, you, you're now getting known to who Met The Man is, and then Ghostface, and Raekwon, and Inspector Deck, and who who the guy behind the board is, RZA. Um, before I go further, what's your first initial take of um, Marauders and um, 36 Chambers? First thing I recognized with Marauders, wasn't he, first of all, War Tour, so obviously a War Tour was on there, so yes. like, okay, boom, I got to... Nah, we on the war too, Muhammad, my man. I gotta get the album, baby. <laughs> we got to get the album, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm looking, and then I saw the, the album cover, and I was like, "Yes, yo, dog." Yeah, that's that's what that's what drew you into it. Like this album cover with a bunch of faces on it, dogs of, of, of hip hop influential dogs. people. We had never seen. Usually in hip hop is competitive, so you know you only get to see the, the people that are making the music on the actual album that's coming out. Your, your crew tribe called Quest was like, "Nah, we're gonna put all our peoples on there, just their faces." Mm. And I'm looking like, "Yo, there's, there's, there's." I'm like, 
what? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at that. And then I looked at Wu-Tang. Midnight Marauders. Midnight Marauders, you had an album with nothing but faces. Wu-Tang, you had mm-hmm. no faces. So it was just a night and day situation. Yeah, you knew the group. But Wu-Tang, you saw that front cover. You're like, whoa, what the hell is this? Third, enter the 36 Chambers. And then you started mm-hmm. listening to it. And another thing I, I realized with hip-hop, uh, slang is different in different boroughs and different states. So je- just because you're in the Bronx doesn't mean you have the same slang in Harlem, in Queens, or in Staten Island. So now I'm getting to hear what Staten Island slang is from the Wu-Tang into the 36 Chambers. But you'll never have a group like that mm-hmm. ever again. I don't, I don't think the... I, I, was, I had hope for Odd Future, but... Mm-hmm. No, you'll never have a, a, a Wu Tang size group where you have oh, no. where you have multiple multiple art, uh, artists coming off of it. Was uh, Method Man, uh, Ins- uh, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, uh, Ghostface, Madonna Six, Jizza Seven. So you talking about nine, nine? Talking about seven out of eight, nine yeah. albums. Never again. Only be done. Of course, won't be, won't be ever done again. Yeah, because you get that you get that main album. And I'll go to Tribe in a second, but you get that main album and it just spurs off into a Method Man solo, a Raekwon solo, Jizza solo, um, ODB solo, Inspector Deck solo. Um, even RZA had a, had a, had a solo with uh, Bobby Digital. So it's like and they, they, they had an honorary member in, in Redman. So it was like they really had this hip hop shit locked down for a good like a uh, uh, fucking handful of years it was wu-tang whether they were on a track like a feature it was produced by the rizza i seen met the man on limp biscuit i seen you know the the met the man with mary j blige it was like now that now to go into the into the r&b space it was like oh no nah, this is this is more than just a collaborative mega person album and it just really defined listen they have one of if not maybe the best hip-hop song ever in, in um in cream so you can debate that all you want. There's plenty of, of songs out there. It's like a Mount Rushmore of songs. But Cash rules everything around me. I'm going to tell you, like an N-word told me, <laughs> Cash rules everything around me. <laughs> Shit, lyrically? Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's a big, that's Biggie if you didn't catch that. That's Biggie. So yeah, that's Biggie giving props to Cream and Woo, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I move on, listen. Tribe, you had a war tour, you had electric relaxation, you had clappy hands, you had uh oh my god, it was just so many joints on there. Again, I'm still I'm still gonna I'm still riding with um with low end theory. It's tough to change my mind with that, but check the rhyme. You know, Obviously, check. check the rhyme, and then obviously you have scenario on there, which is uh, the, the I think I, I think will go down as uh, the no. Best. See, that's where you confuse. Uh, no, scenario but. was not on the album. Scenario, scenario was, was on a Lauren Theory. Yes. What was scenario on? Yeah, low end theory. That's what I. So I'm, I was saying scenario being on low end theory. I said, Oh, got it, got it, got it. So yeah, so scenario <laughs> got me, got me messed up. Like, huh? Scenario my bad, my being bad, on, my bad. yeah, scenario being scenario, the posse cut. With everybody yeah. on there, LNOS, Tribe, etc., that'll probably go down as one of the best, one of the best posse cuts in hip hop history. 
Yeah, there are for many. Sure. There are many. For sure. But that will go down as one of the best hip hop cuts. I mean, you have four, three, two, one. You have a, a multiple of hip hop cuts that you can pull up. I'm not saying that it's the yeah. best. One of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, low end. You had check the rhyme. You mentioned jazz, um, butter, bugging out, excursions, um, scenario, even the scenario remix. Um, but even thirty six, I had it right here. Let me go back. Um, you got uh, protect your neck. You had cream. You had uh, M E T H O D man. You had uh, bring the ruckus. Seventh chamber. Can it be all so simple? Can the mystery of chess So simple then. Mm. Wu-Tang ain't fuck with so tears like come on man it just I don't think there's no songs you can skip off the album but I just wanted to you know get flowers and and, and show love to those two albums which I which you know still still in heavy rotation for me nowadays um but if you haven't heard it go ahead and check it out but to a very monumental day in hip-hop 30 years man it makes me feel old man 30 years is crazy I mean we've been around the block I I I I but uh <laughs> <laughs> We've been around the block, I, 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 I. Uh, mm. but you, you have to understand we 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 were around where where we saw it's the golden era. We golden age, into the yes. golden era. We we saw we saw things as they were being constructed, and complete believers at the time that I, I'm experiencing some of the greatest artistry of all time. I knew then. I was like, no, no, this is this is. This is crazy. And shout out to ODB. Not too many people understand how musically gifted that man was until you go back and listen to some of his music and listen to some of his stage mm-hmm. performances live. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand how musically inclined that 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 man was. Old dirty bastard. And listen, again, real quick, in the era where the only way you knew about these albums coming out is either word of mouth, the radio, the magazines that were coming out. And again, no social media, no this, no that, yeah. no streaming. No. You have to go outside and buy the buy the tape, buy the vinyl, buy the CD, buy so the posters. How many places? Just Sam Goody. You had H H H M V. To my old right, Sam Goody H M V. You're talking about uh, Virgin Virgin Mega Store. Uh, uh, you're talking about the Wiz. You're talking about Circuit City. These are places, and then obviously wow. these are. Quite frankly, yeah, Randy's Randy's going wild. These are places throwback. Circuit City, a throwback. Yeah, yeah. These are places that are Best Buy. <laughs> oh no, nah, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no Best Buy back then. No, no I said the all these places I just Casey mentioned: Circuit, Circuit City, uh, uh, Sam Goody, uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, all these other Virgin Mega Store. They're all now Best Buy. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much Best Buy. So. Um, I do got one more one more topic to read. I think this is going to take up a lot of time, so I, I don't mind. Basketball related. So I was watching First Take last week. Uh, Stephen A. put out his top five NBA players of all time. So obviously, when you have a top five players of a top five or whatever, people people will have their own opinion respectfully. Um, and it just depends depends on the criteria that you're that you're using. His top five. I I, I, I don't want to say in order. I know it's Michael. LeBron, I believe Kareem, Magic, and Bill Russell. Again, you can ask anybody, man, that's a tough five. You can't really go against that. You got LeBron on it. Right, there's, right. there's, there's, there's Bird, there's Shaq, there's Kobe, there's Duncan. All there's right. a lot All you right. can put in there. Right. Will Chamberlain. Right. Um, I think for me, what bothers me as a fan, what, what annoys me. What bothers you? Is, what bothers you? <laughs> no, because if you ask me, my top five will have Kobe Bryant. 
in it. Okay. And I think some people out there just tend to, whether it's on purpose or just by mistake, they tend to gloss over Kobe. And again, your main debate is Michael or LeBron. That's that's been the debate for for years. So you're saying Kobe's not on that list, Stephen A. Stephen A.'s list. He is or he no. Isn't? Stephen A. has Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Magic, and Bill Russell. So he doesn't have Kobe. Continue. He does right. not. He doesn't. Hey, hey, that that's his. That's prerogative. That's his. That's his, his opinion. For me, yes. Kobe Bryant is top five in the NBA mm-hmm. of all time for me, mm-hmm. along with LeBron and, and Jordan. Who the other two are, I don't know yet. I'll figure it out later uh, down the road. But I think because he said, oh, because he had Shaq. And I said, cool, great, granted. But need I remind you, in the first year in 2000, with the three P, okay, yeah, I, I gave you Cole was a 20 point. Again, Shaq was MVP that he fucking killed. I want to remind people yes, Shaq was there in 01 and 02, but major but. Kobe Bryant, I want to remind you in the playoffs in 2001, what he did. He averaged 29, 7, and 6 in the 2001 playoffs. Against, that's, oh. that's, the, that's the year they went against Philly, right? Yes. The year they were, yeah, the step over. Yeah. And then let me remind you again in 2002, Kobe Bryant, 27, 6, and 5. In the playoffs. In 2002 playoffs. Playoffs, not regular season. Right. I'm just saying playoffs. Like, Shaq was the guy, MVP, most dominant. But let's not get it twisted. Let's not act like Colbin do no work when it came to the playoffs because there were some games Shaq fouled out. He wasn't he wasn't into it. Kobe took over. Even in 2000, Kobe took over in game four against Indiana. So all I'm saying is let's not pretend like Kobe ain't carried Shaq a couple times. You know, I know Shaq carried Kobe. But let's not act like Kobe ain't carried Shaq. In those 0-1 playoffs and even 0-2. So for me, Kobe's top five. We gotta stop glossing over him in these GOAT conversations. Cause he is a fucking GOAT. Um for, for me, it's, it's it's Michael LeBron and Kobe, my top three. But if you ain't have Kobe in your top five, I don't know, man. Something something's wrong with that. No, I I agree. And here on It's in the Game podcast, we have to be serious about this. Uncle Uncle Stephen A. Yo, Unc, <laughs> uh, check this out, big bro. Uh Kobe won two without Shaq, didn't he? Yes, he did. Kobe won and two Shaq without Shaq. Won, Shaq won one yeah. without Kobe. There you go. So you're talking about Shaq. Okay, those are the three years with Shaq. The two without him, what was done? You got mm-hmm. two rings. So that 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 comment about having Shaq, number one. Number two, I think because rest in peace, he was taken from us. A little too early. I think mm. a lot of folks, you know, gloss over because he's not here. The, you know, in terms of their, mm. you know, not picking Kobe. But for those that know, for those that are in the know, Kobe is, again, if you're talking about all-time shooting guards, Mount Rushmore of all-time players is one thing. He's number two behind Jordan in shooting guards ever. Right. Not too many people going to argue that, right? So if you if you say that, okay, well, for a lot, it's and it's your Mount Rushmore, whoever the opinion is, your Mount Rushmore. So God bless having LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan because it's only give you four slots. Eh, having yeah. those three, not too many people you're going to remove. Not too many people you're going to. How many people you're going to put in replace of them? 
Yeah. Not too many. So no, not no. But if you're doing a top five, you get that one other spot. So like, I can't disagree. With, I can't disagree when he says magic. Because magic is considered the greatest point guard of all time. And I know the the guy in Golden State is catching up, but Jordan is regarded as the goat, the goat of goats. So he's there. LeBron is number two all time. Great. So you got you you probably got three three slots uh, solid. Now it's like, all right, is it Wilt? Is it Kareem? Kareem is is was that was the leading scorer for for almost thirty years until LeBron broke it last year. So he gets that that consideration. Then you get you know, is it Wilt? Is it Bill Russell? Is it Shaq? Is it Kobe? Is it Larry Bird? Is it Duncan? Like got to pick your poison but if you talk about Kobe Bryant being the number four scorer all time averaging damn near 25 27 points a game and we'll talk about a guy that you know again I, I love to I, I want to remind people five-time champion two-time uh MVP in the finals a one-time one-time MVP which I think is bullshit I think he he, he should have got at least two or three of them of, of those joints um 18-time all-star four-time all-star MVP 11-time NBA first team, 9-time NBA all-defensive first team, 2-time scoring champion, top 75 uh, uh, um, all-anniversary team, slam dunk champion, rookie team. Like, what are we talking about here? He's like, that don't sound like top five ever? The numbers, the numbers are going to be the numbers. Um, I have I have little debates about um, – classifying Steph as a point guard. He is a point guard. Um, <laughs> you know, the usage rate uh, is high in terms of the point. Um, Luka Doncic is number one. But in terms of being the point guard and facilitating, does he do what Luka Doncic does? Who, Steph? In terms of... No, no. Right. You feel me? So I'm just like, is he a two or is he a one? Because I... Magic and him don't play the same kind of game. They do not. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, how are we comparing Steph to Magic when they play two different games? Because Steph plays Steph plays the one. It's, it's, it's like it's like Westbrook. He plays the one, but is he really a one or no? Is is was Iverson a one? No, Iverson was more of a two guard, but he played the one. We had no choice but to play the one. Westbrook got away with it because he was averaging. Eight or nine, ten assists. Iverson and he had was to play. athletic as fuck. Iverson had to play the one because he was shorter, shortest uh, guy on the team. Okay, but yeah. Eric Snow handled the rock majority of the time. That championship team yeah. went to play the Lakers. Iverson never handled the rock. It was Eric Snow. So when I say point guard, Trey Young, Tyrese Halliburton's, your Lucas. These guys that are averaging NBA stats, let's see here. Yeah, sis. Uh, uh, are, are we counting like the Dames and the yeah, Foxes? And- that's my point. I'm asking questions because I'm like, do we count Dame as a point guard? Because traditionally, point guard got other folks involved. Traditionally. But we're not in a traditional game no more. So when I hear point guard, I'm like, okay, who's point guard is me in my head. Who's leading the, who's leading the, uh, the NBA in assists? Yeah. Tyrese, Trey, Ball, Luca. Fred Van Fleet. So these are the guys where I'm like, okay, you have the ball in your hands 99% of the time. time. Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. The Joker. No, come on. He, he ain't no point guard. He, he might he might no. bring the ball up. He no. ain't no point. He ain't no point. But he's seventh, he no he's seventh in the league in assists. Jamal That's Murray. Crazy. Jamal Murray. Okay. Chris Paul. 
Of course. Tyree Irving. Tyrese Maxey. Russell Brunson. Yeah, you Brunson say, out there. You could say Draymond's a, a point four because he's point on four, this list. Yeah. You feel me? So yeah. when you come when you mention Steph, I'm like, oh, don't get me wrong. He's gonna be on Mount Rushmore three point shooting. Mount Rushmore as one of the greatest shooting guards ever because he's a shooting guard. For me, well, he might he might be on the on on the Rushmore for some because they they they're going to look at him as someone who is influential in the game. What did 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 the change did the game change or, or evolve because of me in some capacity? It happened to Michael. It happened for Shaq. The game changed for Shaq. Allen Iverson. I don't even think the game changed for Mike. I don't even think the game changed for Mike. Let me let me break it, mean, let me break it down for you. Let me break let me break it down. Jordan rules. No, that's that's just you just swallowing your whistle and let, letting you foul Jordan. Now, let me let me let me try let me try it like this. Okay, Shaq, the five second back down rule changed because of Shaq. Yeah, right. Hack a Shaq. So you can't do that. Hack a Shaq. So, so they're t- right. So there are two literally rules that the league was like because of this player we have to change it. Boom. Didn't happen with Jordan. Iverson, carry him. Crossover. They said, "Yo, we carry." No, no. Iverson, no, no. Direct, direct name for that play. Now you move to Steph. I wouldn't even think. I think Steph. I think Steph is a byproduct of what D'Antoni did. Steph is a byproduct of what Mike D'Antoni brought to the NBA, which is the fast-paced European push the ball up the court. Play a little D. Push the ball up the court, yeah. outscore more possessions, give you more of an opportunity. And seven he, seconds or less. Seven seconds or less. Then here comes Steph. Where it's like, oh, I can shoot it from here and I can come up the court and do it. Okay. So now the game is changed because now it's outside in. You don't know how mm. many times, and it, Randy. There are times where I'm watching teams break down their, their their defender, get into the paint, have an open floater, fadeaway, jump shot. They're not even looking at the rim. Mm. I'm like, that's where the yeah. game is now. You got guys three point shooting, but you got guys like you. You'll never hear of Kenny Anderson, Tim Hardaway. Uh, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, uh, mm-hmm. Steve Francis, penetrating into the hole and then kicking it out for a three. They're scoring when they get in there. Yeah, they're not. That's the objective. They're like, I'm not going to kick it out to a guy who's going to shoot a brick. Like the, the expectation is, everybody on the perimeter is Reggie Miller or yeah. Ray Allen. No, so you're going to kick out to a guy that's. <laughs> That's shooting thirty, and then, and then you, and then you probably, you probably kicking the ball out to a big man, like a Brook Lopez for La- a three point shot. The Lakers played the Miami Heat back and forth the other day. Yeah, down to the wire. They're down one. The Lakers they need a they need a shot. Lakers ball. They run a play for LeBron. LeBron couldn't get to the rim. And then he Cam kicks, Reddish for three kicks it to Cam Reddish for three. No. I've seen the same play run by Kobe, game over Kobe. Same play run by Jordan, game over Jordan. So what you're trying to tell me is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you'd much rather take the loss and miss with Cam Reddish 
then take the win with the shot from LeBron? Is that what y'all trying to tell me? Is that, that what y'all trying to tell me? Because D-Wade too. I've seen D-Wade make that play mm-hmm. and not kick it out to no one. Shoot it. Game. We're going home. Win. D-Wade is going to go for the shot for the floater, go in, or miss, or even draw a foul. But the bottom line is the game is on me. I get paid the good money for these times. I'm the guy. Yeah. I'm the guy, right? So when it comes Mm. to the way the game is played now, it's getting very frustrating because these aren't, to me, aren't smart plays. These are, I would much rather have a contested fadeaway three from LeBron. Yeah. Well, you know what? Before before I end this and circle back to Kobe, people did say LeBron, again, people did say LeBron made the right the right basketball play. He went up, he drew a double team, and in the last second he saw somebody, again, I, I don't know how close or far LeBron was from the, from the rim, but they said he made the right play, kicked it out to Cam Reddish for a wide open three. He was right under the rim. On him. He was right under right the rim. You can make the right play and still lose. True. You can make the wrong play and win. I'm watching. I'm watching uh, 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 Jason Williams, White Chocolate. What up, baby? I'm watching Jason Williams talk on this uh, podcast. Uh, shout out to Flagrant Two, and he's talking about. And I, in my head, I'm like, Oh my god, yes. He's like, There are times when I'm catching the ball, and it's faster to catch it and mm-hmm. whip it with the behind the back than to catch it and swing it fundamentally. And I said, Yes. Yeah. So. Correlate that to the same concept. You would much rather me do this fundamentally, and by the time I do it, it's a steal. Mm-hmm. Then do it behind the back. Because it, the defense can't read that. They're more prepared for this regular swing. They ain't prepared for the behind the back shit. And you understand now, back we've had a 30-year 30 30-year 30 uh leg. From the times where um, a behind the back would get you benched, mm-hmm. even if it, even if it was successful, yeah, even if the behind the back was successful, your coach, coaches back then were different than they are now. The coach would of bench course. you, but now we have coaches that were former players that understand what a behind the pack can do. It's not necessarily always about making the the crowd go ooh and ah. Mm-hmm. It's about how how quick could I get this pass to this person. Yeah. So that's style of play change. And it's not necessarily a bad play if it works. Yeah. If it works. So LeBron, if you take that fadeaway three and it goes in, guess what? They're not going to question why you didn't pass that ball to Cam Cam um to Cam in the corner. Cam Reddish, yeah. Cam Reddish. They're not going to question you because yeah. you're LeBron James. You get paid to take those shots. And this is and this is why uh, this is this is where we circle back. This is where we say that's the one that's the one fundamental difference between LeBron, Kobe, and Mike. If you said if that was Mike and Kobe, the shot is going up. LeBron, he's thinking. It's amazing how LeBron is the all time all time leading scorer in the NBA history, but still at that at that point in time. 
he decides to pass the ball and not go for the shot. He, to get a foul, to create contact, go in, go whatever. But thing is, I'm going to circle back now. Do you have Kobe in your top five of all time? Yeah, I do. Like, hands down, ain't, ain't no debate. Is is. So I assume what is Kobe, in no order, Kobe, Mike, LeBron? Kobe might yeah. Right now it's um all time. Kobe, all time ever. Kobe, not in order. Kobe Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, Jordan, Curry. No order. No order. These people that I mentioned changed the landscape of basketball when they came in the league. Oh, before you before before you go. So no no magic. No. No bird. No bird. No Wilt. No Kareem. No Russell. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, no Duncan. It's Kobe, Shaq, Curry, Mike, and Kobe, right? Shout out, yeah, Kobe? yeah. Shout out to LeBron. Shout out LeBron. LeBron. Shout out to shout out to Duncan. No, but go ahead. You said they they they, they yeah they listen. Shaq Shaq comes in from from jump, changes the way the game is, is seen. Most dominant player ever. Michael yeah. Jordan comes in not from jump, but you see. What what can transpire in the first six or seven years, and then all of a sudden, kaboom! Kobe straight out of high school took a year, and then after that year, the progression was like this: out of here. And then Steph, I I don't know how many records you need to to be on that Mount Rushmore of things that you've brought to the game. So I mentioned all those people, and I'm just like, Tim Duncan, rings, consistency, years of domination, all that. No, no dispute, no debate. Literally had LeBron in his back pocket for a couple of couple of years. Okay, not even gonna deny that. Um, did he change the game? Mm-hmm. Oh, Duncan, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. He, he really far, far from it. He really changed the, the best power forward ever, but changing the game. That's my point. For no. me, the five guys that I mentioned changed the way we saw the game and changed the way the game was played. Those mm. five right there. So it's and then obviously they're all guards and forwards. I get it. I get yeah. it. But we got Shaq there. I do have Shaq there. Shout out to because again, I've never, you know, sometimes you see you see things in video games. You're like, oh yeah, nah. Like you, you go back to NBA NBA Jam where like you breaking the black the backboard, like breaking the backboard. Oh, yeah. video game. No, Shaq was doing that for real. In real life. Shaq was doing and then in my head, I'm like He's like, oh my bad. You you mean you mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean to tell me somebody didn't go to the next then the next game and was like, yo, Shaq's in town. Yo, when he like when he dunks it, like let's adjust the rim so it collapse. Like, I don't have that conspiracy theory that far where it would be like, that didn't happen. So if that didn't happen, your man came in, dunked the ball so hard, the rim itself collapsed. Not the backboard. It, it collapsed. <laughs> the sanction and everything collapsed. But oh you know what's God. crazy? You know what's crazy? You would think Shaq would have broken the backboard even as a Laker because he put on more 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 muscle. He was more the diesel in, in LA. 
but he was doing that in Orlando. Like Shaq was tough in Orlando, but he wasn't as built like he was in LA. Like, yo, this guy, seven feet, but not not much mass and, and muscle breaking the backboard in Orlando. Seven feet as a, seven as a feet, rookie. Two hundred plus, probably one point one body body fat, all muscle and bone. Your man was agile and quick. Your man had <laughs> again. An argument can be made. I mentioned Shaq again. He could have been on the on the dream team. There are some things that are political. Layton was on that the team. First one with uh well your the man Layton. Dream team, the dream team. Shaq could have been on there as a rookie. Imagine that. Imagine Tim Hardaway on that team. Mm, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Shaq got beat out by Christian Leitner. Political. But let me tell you something. LSU versus Duke. <laughs> Christian Leitner said. Crap. Oh, there you go. Christian Leitner said, I wasn't scared of anybody. I saw Shaq and said, oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Crazy. It is what it is, baby. It is what it is. I mean, I'm tr- I'm trying to find like real quick how much Leitner was averaging because you're right because it came down to Leitner and I think Shaq it came down for that Shaq final was, spot. Yeah, it was Leitner. It was Leitner again. You you can't you can't deny the championships. Uh, twenty two, twenty two and twenty uh twenty two and eight as a senior for Leitner. Um. Let me yeah. check. You can't deny. You can't deny that Leitner was Leitner was Leitner was the was the shit before the you know people don't understand nah, how good he, he was. was. Say again. Uh, no, he was tough. Shaq in LSU as, as a senior. Probably even not putting Where? up enough points. Probably not putting up a lot of points, and it's and that's all right. Um, but at the same oh, time, 20, 24, Wow, twenty four fourteen and five blocks. Now listen, if, on, if, bro. If you, if, listen. If you put him on on that original dream team, wow. it's over. It's, it's wow. over. It's over. It was already over. That's why I said. That's why I said it was already I mean, over. You could have had Mike, Scotty, Ewing, Robinson, Barkley, Malone, uh, um, uh, Mullen, Drexler, Shaq. Again, I don't forget, um, a Magic Bird. Again, they did the, the, the conversation was. In terms of that, in terms of the dream team, could you make that team any better? And uh, yeah, it was it was Gilbert Gilbert Arenas was like, "Yo, do you realize Shaq could have been on that team?" I was like, "You're right, he could have been." And then he was like, "Stock John Stockton was in the best guard of the best guard in the league that time." And I was like, "He wasn't," but he he, he didn't mention Isaiah Thomas, which is like, yeah, people, people yeah. give it to Isaiah Thomas, but <laughs> Tim Hardaway was cooking. Every- yeah, run that was, that was a run CMC era. Tim Hardaway, Golden State was cooking everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It, was, didn't, it didn't matter. Inside, outside, it didn't yeah. matter. So that was that was a fun uh that was a fun Warriors team. I mean, they they, they made a couple of playoffs, I think, by once, maybe twice, but still fun to watch. Him, Mitch Richmond, Mullen, come on. It was man. it was, was an a, early precursor Chris of what Mullen, the NBA would look like. It was an early precursor. Chris Mullen was like 
for those who played Live ninety five, fucking automatic. You 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 can pull up with Chris Mullen at half court and with the shot, he'll glide in the air. He won't just stand up straight. He'll glide, shoot the shot, cash. I mean, they, they, you you lose a game on Chris Mullen from from fifty feet, right? Like, was killing cats in 90, NBA 95. Oh, killing on, cats with, with Golden State in uh, Indiana. Woo! Reggie Miller? And listen, if, if Shaq ever was to see this, the, the point is Denny Blanco was saying you should have been, not saying could have, but I think he's saying you should have been oh. on the original Dream Team over over Leitner. I, I get the Leitner stats. I get it. Duke, multiple-time champion. Cool. But that year, with if you had Shaq, then there's no denying that that's probably the greatest team ever put together. Again, you as you realize, you realize, in, you know, when you're on the earth long enough, you realize when you're excellent in something, you're gonna get when you're excellent in something, you're you, you, you're gonna get looked over a couple of times. So yeah. whether it's the rookie season, uh, rookie should have been an NBA, uh, Shaq should have been on the uh, NBA Dream Team, or whether it's him missing out on an MVP, a multiple. When you're that good. Sometimes yeah. you get, sometimes you just get glossed over, and it is it, unfortunately. And listen, that's and that's why they, they, last point, they, the NBA knew what they were doing. Like they put Shaq on the original top fifty. Okay, they they were projecting the future of Shaq. Like he he he, he played five years. He's top fifty. People got upset. Uh, you know, Dominique wasn't on there, and I get it. He should have been on there. Should have been on there. But they knew what they were doing because they knew Shaq was there was more things to come. And then you fast forward four championships and most dominant player, top 10 scoring all time. Like, yeah, okay. Listen, should have should have had him on the dream team. That's that's the bottom line. But uh, I don't want to keep you longer. Um, My guy, Denny Blanco on Twitter slash X, Instagram, by myself, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, letter J-C-R-U-Z. Uh, find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on Amazon Music and YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Go ahead, download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Show some love and support for you boys on the program. Also on TikTok at It's In The Game Pod. Uh, from Randy Cruz, Danny Blanco, It's In The Game Podcast. We out. It's In The Game. You heard? Tell your mama. Yes, sir.